Welcome to the Restoration Club podcast, a unique platform that combines faith and golf to share stories of individuals in the golf community. We're your hosts, Danny Christensen and Ryan Gramatico. This podcast delves deeper into the lives of our guests to bring a message of hope, inspiration, and faith. Here we are again, Restoration Club, another episode, excited to have more people, more stories, and the excitement surrounding this community of men that are focused on restoration and hope. So excited today to have Ben Thankachan. Uh Ben, thanks for being here. Uh, give us a little background of uh, who you are, tell us about family, all that fun stuff, and then we'll kick it off from there. Awesome. Thanks, Rod. Thanks, Danny. Thanks for having me on. My name is Ben Thankachan. I'm a, I'm a father. I'm a husband, hope I'm a friend, um, I'm an entrepreneur. I take a lot of shots and I miss a lot of them, but every now and then one of them sticks. So uh, I get a lot of, I have a lot of fun in my life, but uh, I live in Concord, North Carolina, right outside of Charlotte, pretty close to where you guys are. And um, also go to church with, with both you guys. So I get the pleasure of getting to worship together with uh, two close friends. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Why, don't you, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do with your world? All right. I, I like to make a joke and say I'm a drug dealer, but that doesn't play that well. I'm a pharmacist, so I'm actually a drug dealer, but I don't really do that anymore. But long story short, um, I help people get their products now into major retailers like Walmart and Sam's Club. I was a buyer at Walmart and then a vice president at Walmart and Sam's Club. So it helped segue into what I do now, which is called brokering or marketing and sales. So I love, I love products. I love all kinds of snack foods and beverages and way, way cleaner and simpler than healthcare. That's for sure. So I've really enjoyed that the Lord's put that in my life now. And that's, that's what I've been doing for the last probably like five, seven years. Yeah. Are there, are there, are there products you're allowed to say, Hey, this is one that I've, or a few that we've moved into the market. I, I could do that. I mean, I could do that, I guess, but, um, there's, there's, no, I'm going to skip it. I'm going to skip it. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it there just to not offend anyone else. Competitive advantage. We don't yeah. want to give a, give anything up. And when we That's bring right. you back on, we'll do like behind the scenes episodes <laughs> that people can pay in our Patreon. We'll do one of those. I'll, I'll give you one, okay? The one that most of my friends know about that they all ask about, maybe because they want the free samples now, is Celsius the energy drink. Nice. So that's that's one that, I mean, when I started with them, they were not the biggest brand in America, but they were growing. And now they're the number three largest energy drink in the country. And I still have yet to have drank a whole Celsius ever Yeah. because I can't handle it. Um, I have two in my uh, refrigerator and they've been there since my niece was here and I'm not able to ever touch them just because they, coffee's enough for me and any anything like an energy drink will shoot me through the roof. You guys are you guys are standing alone then. I've had uh, my fair share for the three of us, so we're good to go there. Nice. I, I made a mistake once having a meeting at mid afternoon around one or one or two in the afternoon. I drank a sip, a sip of Celsius, and then at one in the morning, I was reminded that I can't handle that, and I woke up <laughs> wide awake at one in the morning. I said, "I'll never do that again." So, but fun stuff, fun stuff working with that kind of stuff, and it's again way simpler than healthcare. Yeah. Ben, you say you're you're at right outside Charlotte, North Carolina, in the Concord area now. Take us a step back. Uh, I, I don't want to open Pandora's box of an Eagles fan getting a platform, but I know you're from Philly and, and spent time in Arkansas. So can you give us a the road trip to, to North Carolina? Wow. Uh, I'll try to do it quick. Well, you had to go there. You had to mention the Eagles thing and all that, but I'm, yeah, I'm a big Eagles fan and Philly guy. But I, uh, I grew up in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I graduated from pharmacy school in 1998. I joined Walmart stores and started working on the eastern shore of Maryland, um, became a pharmacist and a district manager, and then moved to the corporate office in Arkansas back in early 2000, maybe 2003. Did government relations and compliance for them for a couple of years. 
and then I moved to the back to Pennsylvania, took over operations for Sam's Club in the Northeast. Then I then I helped create a talent acquisitions HR team. So did a lot of recruiting, college recruiting for healthcare, and then ultimately jumped into the buyer job that turned into what I do now. So I became a buyer for health and wellness products. So I bought a $1.5 billion category. Then I moved into a vice president job. Pretty big job there at Walmart. The Lord rocked my world, <laughs> rocked my world completely with the birth of our daughter and caused us to decide to walk away before it got too good. But we made a faith jump, moved about two years into that role, moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, left Walmart behind, joined a, a private equity firm to try to help create brands and things like that. I did it as well as I could and learned a lot of lessons over the next couple of years. But that's how the Lord got me here to where we're living and we love it. And we honestly, unless the Lord calls us overseas, which he could very well do to the mission field, we don't want to go anywhere else. We love this place. We love being here. We love almost everything about it. I mean, we literally are bought that the church, especially we're part of really is a major, major, major reason we love how the Lord just, just created this crazy story. But that's how we ended up here in Concord. Now it was, it was Huntersville. Now it's Concord, North Carolina. So you talk about being a drug dealer, pharmacy, recruiting, government relations, buying. I mean, is there one thing that you feel like has kind of harnessed your your passion point in the, the corporate space and, and why? I mean, I feel like the thing that, that I was actually talking to somebody about today, I think the thing that the, the Lord showed me, especially when I got into a buying role, I got to really, one, see things in a whole new way. I got to learn a ton. I got to be exposed to a lot of people. But I learned how much I just love product and I love people and I love growing things, period. Um, so it was really interesting being on the one side, the power side of it, where you used to make decisions over people that bring you product. But it really intrigued me and say, how do you do that? How do you really create something that didn't exist? Or how do you create white space or meet white space, right? Something in the marketplace that's missing and create a solution and then turn it into something that could turn into revenue. So I love the idea of it. And then I jumped to the outside and realized it was about 10 times harder than I ever expected um, to do it and do it successfully. But I think a lot of that, the things I love or, or things that bring my passion alive all came together in that type of a role. Because um, there's strategy, there's people, there's creativity, there's marketing, there's negotiation, there's all those things, right? All moving at one time. Um, so yeah, that, that would probably be it. Ben, I have, awesome. I have a follow-up question to that. It, I'm sure there are people listening who want to make leaps. They want to take steps. They're uh, they're not sure exactly how to do it or what to do it. Any advice that you would give them, based even on your experience, that may be beneficial to them? Ooh, that's it's a loaded question there, Ryan. How I much mean, time I, do we have? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, like probably some of the guys that have been listening to this call. My life hasn't been simple, and it's not it's not been been this clean straight line. I've been married once before, divorced, unfortunately. Um, I didn't quite hear the Lord properly probably early in my life. I, I went after my own ways. Um, the second time around, as I started moving back up in my career, got remarried again, I made some promises to the Lord that I did not want to make the same decisions where I pursued the things of this world or career or those things. Not that they're bad, but they got in the way of hearing the Lord and making decisions that would honor him. So um, ultimately, I think, especially if you're a married guy, which a lot of us are, one, seeking the Lord to being one with your wife, right? Hearing your wife's heart, your family's heart, because a lot of times we, we as men tend to push them down in their thought process and we're called to lead, I know that, but a lot of times we'll sometimes ignore their promptings or what they're sharing with us. So um, I feel like that was that was critical for for me to hear the Lord, hear my wife too, what would, what would really help her know that she's loved and respected and honored and what my family needed. Mm -hmm. um, but the Lord, I'll tell you, the Lord was persistent. Like he was, he was, he was persistent with me and then, 
it, it was difficult to make the jump and it wasn't easy in the moments after we did the jump, but it's been worth it. And man, I can't believe I, I cannot, I wish I'd done it quicker. I wish I'd done it sooner because he's, he's given me the richest life period as a result of taking that faith jump. And really it's created a story. I, I think God loves stories, creating stories for us, right? And they're not all easy and simple, but they create a testimony too. We have, we have a lot of testimony in our life. Yeah. Well, if, if I'm hearing you properly, then the advice could be whoever you're surrounded with, if it's a spouse or the number of people you have around you, seek their wisdom, their input, cherish and honor them for who they are. So that way that input helps the decision in the process to go. So that way the steps taken aren't really alone, right? Because we're not supposed yeah. to walk this thing by ourselves. Life was yeah. meant to be lived in community. Life was meant to be together with other people. And it's it, with that intention and we can do those things. I think that'd be great advice for anybody wanting you know, to, to take a step in the, whatever role they're going to or whatever move they want to make to take it alongside people who can offer good input into their life. So solid. Yeah. And I, I love, I love, especially when, when, when you're surrounded yourself with people of the Lord, I mean, he's not there to trick you yeah. and the Lord's kind of trying to guide you in his ways and you'll hear him and he'll be, he'll be consistent. Right. Yeah. So you surround yourself with the right people. I'm not saying you're not around non-believers. We should absolutely be salt and light in the world. But I think the people that you keep closest mm-hmm. Those people that have your ear should be people that hear from the Lord, that you're aligned, right? You're yeah. one spirit. So I love that. And trust me, the, the Lord did plenty of that. Yeah, it's a good word. That's a great segue, Ryan. You talk about building community. I'm going to add a little bit of my story here. I've known Ben for not quite four years now and and met him at the church that we attend. But one of the first times I got to hang out with him, um, and one reason I think probably all three of us are on this podcast episode right now is because uh, you know, if, if I take pride in anything, I think all three of us are connectors mm-hmm. and we want to build community. Uh, and I think it was literally one of the first few weeks after I had met Ben, he actually invited a group of people to a backyard pool party. And my wife and I were so desperate for community. We literally had a two week old with my mother-in-law <laughs> in town and said, we're going to be there just because we wanted to get around people. And Ben was one of the, the, the first people that kind of, uh, launched us into a community that we still hold today, which is amazing. But Ben, I know you know that you know a heart that we have behind Restoration Club is is community too, and using the game of golf to to create a broader community amongst men. Um, but let's take a step back. I, I know you're not one. I don't want to steal your thunder um, that has been in the game long. But can you take us to your introduction to to golf or how you followed the game? And um, like I said, I'm not going to steal your thunder. Maybe give us how how often you've played in the last few years. Uh, thanks thanks to a pandemic to a certain degree. <laughs> yeah, I'm not one that's played a lot of golf until the last few years. And honestly, I stayed away from it, right? I, I was confused by the game. Danny, I told you that a couple of weeks ago. We're at the Wells Fargo event, and I'm more confused than I've ever been with all the rules and what I don't know that's changed and all that. But I love I love the sport. But I quite honestly played probably two, three, four times in my life before the pandemic hit. And uh, I used to travel all the time. A lot of my friends who know me now don't realize how much I used to travel prior to the pandemic. But in the middle of the pandemic, my wife got so sick of me being home all the time. And I'm a people person. I like being around the kids and them all the time. And homeschooling, she was like, you need to get out of the house. You need to find a hobby. So golf became something. She's like, please just go do that. And I loved it because I didn't think I would. But I loved I loved taking a chance and doing it. And especially guys like you coming around me and not judging me for how horrible I was and still am. But um, I loved it. So that's how I jumped into it. And quite honestly, during the pandemic, I went from never playing ever to with all the free time I had. I mean, I may put in 30, 40 rounds 
that in a, a year and there were days I double dipped and almost triple dipped and played two, three rounds just because I was enjoying it and different people wanted to play. So it became really fun. And I really, I really, it's become a part of my life to the point where we're looking for a car. And it's weird to think one of the second, second most important thing I'm thinking about when I'm buying a car is can it fit golf clubs in it, which never, never would have hit the radar three years ago. Yeah. Love, ever. It. Love that it's on the checklist now for yeah. sure. <laughs> My wife keeps reminding me of that. So yeah, it's great. It's been fun. It's crazy how the Lord used it, yeah. but it's been cool. I mean, like I, I know one of the, the questions you ask is just why, why golf? And for me, it's been really cool growing up. I'm mean, kind of like you guys. I played a lot of sports. I love playing basketball. My time that I really connected with the Lord was always one-on-one -on -one, alone on a basketball court. I would just hear the Lord. It was just me and him. When I needed to just hear his voice, I just spend time there shooting free throws, whatever. I don't do that as much anymore. I'm trying to save my knees, you know, dad bod, all that kind of stuff. But golf for me has created a space and environment that one, I get to be still and know that he is God. I get to go out there and it's probably the quietest place I am most times is on a golf course for, for very many reasons. So I love that. I love being outside. It's amazing just being outside for when you play with me, it's going to be five hours just because of the way I play. So you're going to have a lot of quality time. You're going to be outside. So I love just being out there and, and just, I mean, most golf courses are beautiful. I don't care. The worst ones are gorgeous still, right? Like there's nature, there's, there's water, there's birds, you name it. So I just love, I can't get over that. I never get over that kind of stuff. If I do it well and I'm doing it intentionally, it's uninterrupted, right? You're playing for four or five hours. You're with somebody else in the golf cart. Generally, generally it's another guy or it's my daughter. So I love it no matter what it's, uninterrupted intentional time with somebody you want to spend time with so i love that and then like it's it's also a cool place every now and then you get jammed in into a foursome with people you don't know and you're kind of like it's awkward what do you do i am a connector we figured out pretty quickly how you connect with these people and dan you've seen it more often than not if we're being true to ourselves the lord's going to come into our conversation right so i hope that that, that i'd be more and more transparent in that because i'm not going to impress him with my game like maybe one drive out of 18 might impress him but the rest like it's how do I open up a conversation that might be meaningful um, with people? So I've been I, I just love that. I love connecting with people, even in some place where this thing that brings you together, something you, you all enjoy um, is great. And I'll be honest, I've heard a lot of people share a lot of things. It's kind of like a hairdresser. People share things on a golf course. You're like, whoa, yeah. where did that where did that come from? But they express sometimes deep, deep things just because they feel comfortable being out there and they're open and they're trying to relax. So all those things make it a, a great space. I feel like a safe space in a lot of ways. You, yeah, I would say that you nail that point, Ben. That we, when we were talking with Dave Bazden on a previous episode, the i the idea that men are seeking, like you said, a safe space that they want uh, a conversation to open up because they don't always find a place to have that. Now, on the the random stranger is it always going to happen. It, it it might it might not. It just depends on how you lead a conversation. But when you're with yeah. your friends and the number of times that Danny and I have been over there and we've been riding around on a golf cart, we've had deep conversations from everything from just family life, raising kids, work, everything in between has really had powerful impacts on the rest of our path. So we're looking for those things, right? Because maybe and I, I would challenge everybody. Yeah, go go see a therapist too. But it's it's great therapy yeah. to have great good men around you who can actually lead and give you good word into your life. I think that's powerful. Well, I think I can speak for both your wives, right? Like I, the more that, that my wife feels comfortable with who I'm going to be out there with, she actually encourages me. If, if things aren't crazy at home, let's be honest, right? If I've been gone for five days, it's not the best time to say, can I go play golf? 
the next day. But if we're in a good place, my family is in a good place. We've we've had good quality time. She looks forward to me and Danny going out there and playing because she knows it's gonna be time together, somebody I love, but in the Lord time, right? So there's there's time for encouragement. So it's it's something where she's got my back, pushing me to do it rather than saying, oh, he's just going and doing something that's athletic that he wants to do for himself. So I think that if we're intentional about it, it's great. Oh, Danny knows this. I'm very specific sometimes about who I play with because I don't want to waste five hours with somebody where it's 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 time at the end. I'm like, we didn't talk about anything important. I want to play. I don't want to distract them. But I'm like, man, like, let's talk about what's real here because we got four or five hours uninterrupted. But let's let's get on the level. And I love that. When I get that, I'm drawn to it even more. Yeah. And I'm drawn to those people to have those conversations. And I've had people pray over me. I've prayed over other people. We've talked about things that we get to follow up on later. But it opens up other conversations. And opens up other levels of relationship. Doesn't it change? That's a great the, point. Doesn't it change the round too? Like when you're, it used to be playing golf. I would feel like, man, I'm waiting on the tee box for the group ahead of us. Ugh. But then I, I said, well, why don't I take advantage of this time together I have with these other guys and just let's talk. Let's really find out what's going on. Let's really share some really deep things and and really just open up and be who we are naturally, rather than the mask. And the fake of sometimes who men try to be right. We always talk first. First thing we always ask is, what do you do? And then we try, we yep. judge that and see what that really means. But the truth is, we get the opportunity to really stand there and say, okay, those guys are slow ahead of us. That's perfect. Because now I got more time yep. with you. And it's going to be a good follow through conversation. And Ben, you make such a good point that I feel like for a lot of us men, stepping into those situations, it, it may feel like work initially to, to kind of push down the wall and get to that point of just being real and, and creating that safe space that we talked about. But at the end of the round that you kind of spoke on it, you're being filled up too. You're walking away with something different than hoping you got a couple birdies out there. And then it's also mo- moving the relationship along to where when you come back to that opportunity to revisit with that person, whether it's on the course or not, you feel like you know that person better and you can follow up on things just like you said, as opposed to kind of reliving what your shots were the last round. It means it means a little more. It has a little more purpose, which we started to touch on. Um, and one thing I wanted to kind of ask you about, Ben, you, you touched on it briefly. And one thing I think we haven't really talked about a whole lot in previous episodes just yet, not that we won't, is, you know, I think this will intentionally continue to be a group of men pushing each other and, and growing that community. But you talked about the joy, and I know you can hit on this more uh, than I can, the prompting of your kids wanting to get out there with you and what that kind of brings to the table. Um, I think as dads or as men, you know, it's hard to be patient or move away from, Hey, I'm going to go out there and be competitive with myself and and score a low score. But again, coming back to that intentionality of relationships, what does that look like for us to pass that on um, and enjoy the game with our kids and and kind of create a built-in activity that we can grow with them? And what does that kind of look like for you? Yeah, it's, it's been it's a great question. Dan. It's, it's been really cool for me watching as I've started to fall in love with the game. My kids have started falling in love with the idea of whether it's playing or just being with me. Like, where else can you find with the drive? Let's be honest. You're talking five, six hours. Right. If it's with a kid, you're going to have a tiny ice food, something in between two. Like, but five, six hours uninterrupted with your child. Right. It's precious. And, and sometimes it's more so they just want to be with you and it's, it's, it's out there in nature, it's beautiful. The conversations that open up are amazing. Like I love riding, you know, that's my daughter, Lily. She always wants to go golf and gets jealous when anyone else is playing with me because all she wants to do is drive the golf cart. Doesn't want to swing a club ever. She wants to drive the golf cart. And maybe it's wrong, don't tell anyone, get me in trouble. But at the age of eight, she's driving the golf cart and I'm just sitting there and she's learning to drive. She's getting over fear, but she's with her daddy, right? Yeah. And we're talking through all the things and generally by about the sixth, seventh, eighth hole, things come out that I, I wouldn't get otherwise. She's just sharing 
asking me a question. Why did this come up? Daddy, this, can you tell me about this? I love it. Or so it's beautiful to me. I laugh still sometimes when I come back from playing, um, my kids are always like, daddy, how'd you do? Did you break a hundred? Did you do this? Yes. Did you break a hundred? That's a big deal for me. Um, but like, there, there are times I've come home and especially when my wife is there, Liz is there and my kids asking. And the first thing I'm telling them isn't about a hole or a shot or hitting a ball 280. Maybe I've done it once. It's, oh my gosh, you'll never believe what happened. I'm playing with so-and-so and this, this conversation came up and this is what the Lord did, or this is what, you know, oh my gosh, the Lord confirmed this for me. Like it's not every time, but the Lord does that quite often where I love it. Like that's life giving for me to be able to share that. Plus for my kids experience, it's not just about daddy going out and playing a game. He's just trying to get away from you. Yeah, if I'm away from him, great. But there's hopefully more going on than just that. But getting it with my kids, I love it. I absolutely love it. I look forward to it. It's one of my favorite ways to connect, especially with my daughter. Um, it's 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 been really really cool um, seeing how much she enjoys being out there and just will push aside other things. And quite honestly, I haven't been able to figure out how to push them aside if it's not for golf. Mm. <laughs> if I say I'm going to go golfing, Daddy, can I come? Versus she's picking other friends, other things. So I'll use it. I'll lever- I'm a good negotiator. I'll leverage that. I was just going to say, you, you kind of hit on your introduction golf to a certain degree or the the uptick and consistency of being out on the course. Uh, can you take us back to maybe your introduction to, to Restoration Club? Um, I know you can hit on uh, being in a room with us last February, too. That's uh, funny, Danny. I'm not I mean, For those of you guys that were there, it was I, I, I felt like such an imposter and I still do being in that room. And it's, I'll, I'll never forget sitting in that beautiful church as we're we're sitting there the night before we're, we're about to go out and play in pinehurst and it's, it's a gorgeous environment everyone's all decked out in their golf stuff and they're using all these terms about golf that i i'm taking notes trying to figure it out and you're gonna all share what does golf mean to you and i'm like holy smokes what do i say here like i'm i'm just learning the game but danny asked me to come to this thing that has to do with golf and other guys and i'm like guys golf cool i'm in but like it was powerful just hearing guys from different walks of life different places different stories there was even a wife there it was so cool to hear her perspective, right? Just things like that. It was cool to just hear that, to say, man, this is yet another way, especially you're a connector, so I can connect with others through this, right? This is another way to open up with others and connect with them. But it was it was crazy. I felt like I was like, I don't even know how to be in this room with everybody who, who, who know a lot of these golf courses, played all kinds of places. I'm just learning or trying to get into this. But it was cool because we had something in common and got to enjoy the next couple of days, quite honestly, together just – and then we've been connected since, which is really cool. Without being in the same space, we've been connected um, since, which just kind of seems like there's a brotherhood. You've got a brotherhood of people that are fighting for you and with you. And we've had some text conversations where people just are very transparent. I love it. Like, yeah. I met you guys one time, some of you. And you're asking for us to pray for things or you're battling through something. And you're like, man, probably half of us are going, man, I'm feeling the same thing. I just didn't want to share it. Like, I can pray into that, right? So I know that. So I think it's a really powerful thing. And it's a way of using something I think the world – the world can sometimes twist the game of golf and what people associate with it and how much people use it as an escape can be, can be redeemed. And I, hopefully that's what we're doing. Like, hopefully that's where we're, we're creating a way to redeem this in such a beautiful way um, to, to make it something and not holy, but make it something the Lord's saying, I'm, I'm in this, I'm a part of this, but it was cool. I appreciate you being gutsy enough to invite me and not tell me much about it, Danny. Cause I was like, man, this is, this is crazy. Um, but it was fun. It was exciting. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be a part of RC. It made me think, Ben, when you were saying uh, the redeem piece, right? And redeem is to restore and h- hence restoration yeah. club and what that means for 
the reclamation project to reclaim it all and say this is really the true intention that golf was intentionally built this way even though it's been taken off and used as a party vehicle yeah. or a, a, an escape route from dealing with the real world but we can actually have it as beautiful rolling hills, the obstacles in front of us, a rolling green, all the different pieces of a golf course and experiencing golf. But we can also take that and recognize what that does in our real life experience. So we take that, we're restoring it and we're reclaiming it back. And rather than letting it continue down a path that isn't for us, you know what I mean? So it's it's cool that you even brought that up. Right. It's cool. I've even been a couple of times, I haven't played a lot this year, but a couple of times I've been invited to play with somebody because of the game of golf. You can invite guys, and most of the time they play golf, they're going to play. They're cool, right? As long as it's one person they like. But you can have non-believers, believers, people that come together, and it's like we get to control the environment as much as we want. Let's talk about what we want. Let's discuss. Let's let's open up a combo. Let's connect with people. So it's cool because there's times I get together with my brothers in the Lord. There's times three of us might be, you know, people that know the Lord, one might not. Who knows? But it's just it's a chance to do something in common, kind of like playing ball back in the day used to be for me, yep. like in basketball, right? But you, you're you now on the level. So I love it. I think it's a beautiful thing. I, I actually, I'll, I'll share a story with you guys later as we talk through favorite golf memories that I, the Lord just showed me kind of ties right back to our name, um, which is really, really cool. Uh, we might have set, you might have set us up perfectly there. Um, yeah. One thing I was going to say before we get into that, uh, and, and quick shameless plug, if, if anyone listening is not on our Discord channel, I highly recommend you guys checking that out. Um, it has all of the local chapters that are popping up. It feels like a new one every couple of weeks is popping yes, up. Guys are saying, hey, I'm in this area. Uh, you know, this this uh, geographic channel is the closest one to me, but I'm a little further out. Let's yeah. start another one. So we love seeing that happen. I love jumping in those that I'm not even near to see people talking about, hey, I'm going to go play this course. Who wants to meet up? And that's exactly what we want. We want guys to be intentional to talk about getting out there together. Um, but Ben kind of hit on it. We, there's literally still a text chain from the group that was in Pinehurst together last February. Um, so it's been, you know, a year plus going on now that people just chime yeah. in uh, and keep asking for for prayer requests or just to to give life updates, which is just fun to see. And, and we want to see that continue. But no, Ben, you kind of hit on it. That's one question we want to ask every single guest is, what is your favorite golf memory that doesn't involve a golf club? <laughs> I feel like I'm allowed to cheat because I haven't played as much as golf as a lot of the other guys. So I'm going to give you two, Danny and Ryan. Okay. The first, it would be at um, Highland Creek. I don't know if it was six months ago. I'm out there with my beautiful daughter at the time. She was nine, Lily. And she's driving around the golf course. We're playing. There's threat of rain. It ends up raining on and off. We get to almost the 18th hole. If you remember that 18th hole at the end, guys, you're hitting over the water, right? Yeah. And it, I mean, the heaven, it was like Noah's Ark. Is, I was expecting it to pop up. It was just pouring. And I'm like, do I quit? Do I stop? And I was thinking, my daughter's dealt with anxiety or fear over the course of her life. It's part of our story up to a point. And seeing her, no, daddy, do it. Let's go. And she's literally like, let's go. I hit it. She's laughing. She's, we're running in the rain. We're getting drenched. I finish. I think I actually parted it somehow in the rain, which is miraculous. And then we we jump back in the cart right off. And she was so instead of fear, there's thunder, there's lightning, all the things that normally in the past would have created so much fear. She was so excited. She was drenched. We did it together. We overcame. And when we came home, she just couldn't stop talking, telling her mom about what happened. And it just brought me so much joy. I was reminded as I'm putting my daughter to bed tonight, right before you go to bed. What do you What are you doing tonight, Daddy? I'm on with Ryan and Danny doing a podcast. I said, Here's one question they're gonna ask, and she goes. Daddy, and she right away said, the rain, and I, I laughed, I said, I gotta say it. I gotta make that's sure awesome. that Lily's reminded oh. me, that's one. The second though, I'll tell you, even more meaningful, even though it wasn't with my daughter, playing at a course near us called Traditions, it's near you, Danny. I play it all the time. 
Um, I'm with a buddy of mine who I've been walking alongside a guy from church who sadly he and his wife have been separated for at the time over a year, year and a half, really, really rough, um, ugly separation. Um, and golf became, so he's a good golfer, just like all the people I'm surrounded with, except for me. And he wanted to go out there and golf. And that's where we'd spend our time, just spending quality time together. And we're out there playing. And this past week, literally we had been in court with his wife with her barely speaking to us. Meanwhile, the Sunday before we're in church together, worshiping together. It's a really weird dynamic, but it's ugly. That's the way divorce and separation can be. And I'm sitting there and the Lord told me, kept telling me for the whole time, just keep praying over them, watch what I'm gonna do, keep keep watching what I'm gonna do. And I'm just praying and believing in spite of what I see. And I'm sitting there almost the last, I think it was the last hole. And we're talking and he, he calls his wife to check on his daughter. And suddenly he goes, here, talk to her. He hands the phone to me and I'm like, whoa, this is your wife who wasn't talking to me in court, ignores you both. I'm like, this is weird. And I'm chatting with her and I'm just trying to make small talk. And she goes, man, I was like, yeah, he's whooping my butt here on the course. And, always, and she goes, oh, he's such a great athlete. He's so good at everything he does. And as she starts talking, I just stopped and I'm listening. And I realized I've got this wife who supposedly is this close to divorcing her husband in the eyes of the world, who's just pouring praise on this guy that I'm sitting next to. I'm hearing her and the Lord is saying, Ben, watch. And that was the moment. I just heard, I was like, there is something there that the Lord is still working on because she is still complimenting you. She's still, you can tell she still don't love you. She still adores you in a lot of ways. The enemy just created a wedge. And man, the, long story short, we got to do their vow renewal at our house oh, in our backyard that's awesome. two months ago, that's backyard. Awesome. So like the Lord reminded me of that, like of just that happened on a golf course where it was like one of those like Ebenezer type moments. It was like, man, Lord, like this was so, I didn't tell them till the vow renewal day. We're sitting there, I never told them what, happened that day for me hearing it but that's when the lord said ben just trust me just trust me watch and just increase my faith so when we talk about restoration club i feel like golf has become a part of that story for me around the game of golf i'm seeing the lord do restoration he's utilizing it so hopefully there's more and more stories like that that we get to experience in it being a part of restoration club and they're an amazing couple now it's wild i mean literally you see them it's nuts it's a testimony it's such a testimony to so many people so i just I pray there's multiplication of that. I think that just really speaks to it's so easy to see the benefits of, of becoming a community, using the game to get together, but to see the impact that it's going to make, hopefully, off the course and all of the other aspects of our own lives by being intentional on the course. That's what I can't wait to see and, and to be able to keep telling those stories. So I appreciate you yeah. being willing to share that with us. Amen. Amen. I hope it's the first of many, right? Like, I hope that's... That's just one of many. I mean, and, and we get to all share testimonies that are similar. Hmm. It, it makes me think about the number of, uh, you know, we know that the Lord is working in so many different areas in different ways right now. And there are things we're never even going to know. But if we just stay the course and we just keep our head, keep our focus ahead, we are going to be a part of those ripple effects in some way. Uh, and that is all going to, I, I really truly believe Number one, the reason I'm even a part of this thing in Restoration Club is because God's moving in this. He's moving in that Discord group. He's moving on the, the website. He's moving in Instagram DMs where stories are being shared and questions are being asked, all these things, the relationships being built. Danny, you and I have had like conversations with people over the past little bit that just have come out of the woodwork. Uh, people are connecting into this thing because they're hungry. And it's not just hungry for golf and guys. That's really not the the only thing they're really hungry. They're hungry for the hope that's found in Jesus. Like that may sound scary to some people, but it it's the fact. It's there, and there's no way around it. I'm so mean, we're excited. Ryan, I'll be. I, I've said this to people at times. Like, 
we're males, right? All three of us are males. God knows how to use females at times to draw us. Let's be honest. Many of guys don't go to church other than there's a female there they want to <laughs> be near or whatever. God's not stupid, right? He created us. He created us. So I, I, he'll stop at nothing to draw us in and then try to woo us. So I love I love how consistent and persistent he is, how surgical he is with the stuff. Right before we were getting on, he, the Lord showed me Isaiah 55. Almost everyone probably knows this verse that's, that's a believer. It says, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And he's thinking about that. Like you, 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 We created or you created this golf group thing restoration club lord's like my thoughts are so much greater hmm. than what you know don't like don't box me in and watch what i'll do if you let me be a part of this so i'm excited to see what he does this is just the beginning right it's only been a year uh, i know a lot of time was spent before that <laughs> danny dave everybody like you guys spent a lot, ton of time praying through this but you did it you did the hard work i'm an entrepreneur i understand how hard it is to actually get something started you did the you did the hardest work and now hopefully the lord's going to keep bringing many and many the right people that are called here to, to join us right and and i pray that it's not just people that are believers it's people that are just drawn and they come to know him right they come to know him through this that'd be a, that'd be amazing amazing glory story but no just amazing ben your energy uh which is obvious the holy spirit inside of you is coming through bright loud clear um i'm hoping that people heard those words and will take them not as a grain of salt but they will take that as as full gospel truth that change is evident it's possible it's accessible and full circle moment when you were telling your entrepreneur story and i said do you have any advice for people you didn't do it then necessarily but it came out further in the end here that you were really saying you know follow through start get going right that thing and then and then let the lord do the work in it all uh, it's it's the powerful thing of releasing the control ourselves that we get to give the Creator uh, everything to happen. So, um, Amen. Thanks for sharing your story with us, uh, your time with us, and most importantly, your God with us. And we're we're thankful uh, just for who you are and what you mean to this community, man. Well, thanks for the opportunity, guys. And I pray if I break ninety ever, you'll let me come back on again. That's a that's a different <laughs> podcast. We'll Two point oh. We got it coming. <laughs> We got you. Thanks a ton, guys. I appreciate it. Man, we appreciate you, man. Thanks. All right, Ryan. Well, that was episode four of the Restoration Club podcast. Man, we're just we're just rolling right along now. So that was Ben Thankachan, longtime friend of Restoration Club, friend of ours. Loved having him on to to kind of touch on some things that we really haven't even touched on yet on the podcast. So excited to jump into to more topics and how we're using the game to build this community. But as always, make sure you check out the website, restorationclub.co. Uh, make sure you check out us on Instagram, restoration underscore club. Definitely jump into the Discord community. We'll be dropping all the links in the description. Uh, and until the next one, guys, keep swinging. Keep swinging.